Without further ado, I'm going to introduce to you a great friend of mine, Pastor Jesse Cabrera. He uh, leads the charge with the kids' ministry here, Res Kids, here at Res Life Church. I've known him for a number of years now. I met him a few years ago, and uh, we've walked together, we've run together, and uh, I really consider Pastor Jesse a spiritual son, and uh, he's just a real blessing, and he's come with a word that God's put on his heart to bless us with this morning. Please welcome him as he comes this morning, Pastor Jesse. All right, I got this backpack on because I honestly just hit me right now. I want to illustrate something to you guys, so let me, uh, let me uh, take this off. But how many of you guys know that our life is a journey? I'll say it again. How many of you all know that life's a journey? So you always want to be ready. This is kind of my, my thing to go. You know, I am very excited just because, yeah, I did come off the return, and um, I believe it's more than an event. It was more of an experience and an encounter that we had with Christ. And I really believe that one of the things that the Lord showed me and told me is that, yeah, Jesse, go run your race, but don't forget to walk with me. And so what I want to remind you guys is don't go run, go run your race. Go run it. But in the process, don't forget to walk with Jesus. You know, I was on my way over here. You guys know I'm from Holland, and it's about a 30-minute commute. And some of you guys are like, man, that's, how do you do it every day? And I'm like, you know what? That's a time for me and God to really get together. And it's what, it's what the Lord wants me to do, and I'm just going to do it. We don't feel like there's an urgency to move. We feel like there's an expansion in our community to reach more people. And that's how we've seen it. And I, I think about that, and I'm driving on the way over here, and the Lord says, I want you to share something. Because, you know, I, I prepared. I gave my notes before I even left to the, to the uh, return experience. And, and God says, I'm going to change some things up real quick. So I'm going to let you guys help me out here. Should I go by my notes or go by what God's given me? I'm not hearing enough people. Should I go by my notes or by, by what God's telling me? Okay, all right. I'll use this as a guide, but it's not what I'm going to follow. And so this was the first thing he showed me. He says, Jesse, when you walk with me and when you run your race, you're actually in a postured moment. Everyone say posture. See, in a, in a, in a, in a physical mindset, in an earthly mindset, when we think posture, we think no movement and just sit still. But God's kingdom and the biblical way of posture is moving. So many times we, we, we look at our, our life and our journey and we claim all these things and we, but, and we say we're, we're all sold out, but there's no movement in our posture. And Jesus wants to shake that up for a moment. And this is why I'm going to share this with you. You know, I, I, it was a Wednesday I arrived and at the men's uh, return, and, and it was the following morning that I went on a journey with Jesus. It was me and God in the wilderness, and, and I did my part, and I'm by myself, and I said, Holy Spirit, you show me, fill me. And by the way, I've been walking with Jesus for a while, but I wanted something new. I wanted something fresh. And I said, Lord, show me. And as I'm walking a trail uh, about a quad size, I'm right in the middle. Imagine me walking with my backpack, my hat, my, my, this actually, this actual gear. And I didn't wash it because I wanted the smell of it. I promise I didn't, I didn't stink it up, but I'm walking in the middle. And all of a sudden, as I'm walking 15 minutes into the woods already, I, I, I feel the presence of God heavy. And I'm walking, holding my backpack like this. And again, imagine me walking and I'm going and the presence gets heavy. And I really, the hairs on my arm and in my back and everything, I don't have a lot of hair on my back. It's like my neck, back of my neck. But uh, all the hairs all over me, I just started feeling them go up. And I knew God was there. 
and I heard an audible voice. And it was the Lord, and the Lord said, move over. Just like that. Move over. And I wasn't startled because I've recognized the voice of Jesus. So what I did is I'm walking. Instead of in the center of the, of the, the path, I decided just to move over to the right. And I just kept walking on the right side. And within a moment, Jesus appeared to me right next to me with a big smile. A big smile. And he said, hey, Jesse, come follow me. Now, let me, t- let me tell you something. I'm not imagining this. I'm not, I'm not you know, ha- have a metaphor in my head. I am actually seeing physical Jesus right next to me, walk with me. And I said, Lord, I'll go wherever you want me to go. So he leads me. And guess what the first thought came to my head? Guess what the first thought was in my head? Bears. I'm not joking. Fear. Fear came into me and said bears. And I I just had this quick image of a bear coming out of nowhere and and wanting to attack me in some way. And and I remember thinking, man, I I don't want to do that. And Jesus is next to me. I'm walking the journey. But fear was already creeping in my mind. I didn't say nothing physically with my mouth, but I thought the bear situation. You go two minutes up the road, and Jesus leads me to a fence. There's a huge fence, huge with the gate. And I'm like, Lord, I think I missed it. And the Lord said, no, you didn't miss it. I led you here. You need to see this fence. He says, because nothing's coming in and nothing's going out. And the bear of the, the fear of the bear was squashed like that. He cared for me that much. He knew my thoughts, that, I, that, that I, was, I was ready to continue the journey. So I go up a hill, and, and the rest goes its way, and I sit down, and God has a moment with me, and I have some time with him in my position and in my posture. And what God shared with me was so refreshing and so new. See, sometimes we get to a position where we think we know enough. We know enough that we, we rank ourselves in position, well, now I need to leave my field to go into the ministry. Now I need to do this to, to, to reach these people. And God's saying, how about you stop praying yourself out of the darkness you're in and start being the light in that darkness? And that's what I want to take us to. I want to, want to talk about our, our, our posture. Everyone say posture. You know, the vision, Pastor Tom, you, you nailed it, obviously. The vision of Reload uh, is to equip every man to change their world. And what's your world? It's your home. It's your church. It's your community. Really, it's anywhere you go. You go to Walmart, that's your world. You go to Meyer, that's your world. The gas station, that's your world. Just yesterday, I was at a bank, and, and I'm waiting in line. I had to do some uh, financial stuff, and a lady in front of me is crying and at, with the teller, and I hear the teller saying, I will walk with you. I will help you through this process, and I don't know the details, but at that moment, I asked Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? Because how many of y'all know sometimes we just want to fix everything, right? And at that moment, when I was ready and willing, God said, I am asking you to pray just right there for her. And so I did. And I truly believe there was a shift in the spiritual realm for that lady because my prayers matter. My prayers are heard by my father. You see, we, we go to our homes, and it's so easy. And, and here, here's, here's, here's the deal, man. Here's the deal. I don't want to come at you in a position where you're feeling like I'm talking down to you, I want you to know this is just urgent. I'm very passionate about this because you are the front line. Look at your, you look at the brother next to you and say, you're in the front line. Look at your other brother that you didn't want to look at and say, you're in the front line. <laughs> See, God, God will, if you're postured in movement, God will put you in the front line of places so you can make an impact in your world. 
It's about reloading, right? It's about, it's about moving forward. And so uh, I'm in this line, and I don't know what, what the situation was. I don't even know what the result was at the end. I, I knew that bank was going to take care of them. They're just, the security that they have there, it's, it's awesome. And they were, I could overhear that conversation. But I knew there was a spiritual battle going on. I could see it. And I prayed at that moment, and I knew there was a shift that happened. And I left it, at, I left it in the Lord's hands. You know, we have everyday moments where we can be in the front line. Um, and, and again, we, we, we just don't know what to do. Sometimes we just question, and the biggest, we question God. And when the biggest question we ask God is, uh, why am I here? Why am I in this position right now? Not necessarily your existence, but in the position. And I want to encourage you, men, whether you're in the office, whether you're in the factory, whether you're in, in, in any other scenario where you're working, that's a position that God puts you in, but he wants you to make sure you're postured while you're doing it. You see, like I said, posture is movement. I've been in ministry for now 11 years, a pastor for 11 years, uh, but the first four of those years, I, I was kind of a volunteer pastor. Uh, I gave my time to the youth ministry. I, I worked in Holland at the time, Res Holland, and, and I gave my time to the children or to the teenagers and the preteens. And, but at the same time, I had to work at a factory called Gentex, and a lot of you guys are probably familiar with Gentex. Any Gentex people up in here? One person, two people. I was an EA, electrical, electrical assembly. I was a machine operator. And I worked there for four years, and I was discouraged the first seven. You know why I was discouraged? Because I wanted to get to the church. I want to be a part of the church, and I want, to, I, want to, I want to do this for the kingdom of God. And I remember I was so discouraged. I was so discouraged that I'm like, I left my position at the, on the line. I said, I'm just going to use the bathroom. And I really didn't have to use the bathroom. I just wanted to get off the line, and I walked to the men's room, and right before I opened the door, I heard God say something to me. He had said, stop, Jesse. He said, look around you. And I remember looking at the entire floor. You could see the entire floor of, of, of people working faithfully. And then it turned into a pond. And then it turned into, I could see like this canoe and a man on it. And that man was me. And you know what I said to the Lord? Am I about to go on vacation? Is this something that's going to be really key for me? I really did ask him that question. Like, God, this is the moment where I'm getting what I want to get now. And the Lord said, no, that's not it, Jesse. That's not it. He said, that is you on a pond full of fish, but you have not even casted a reel. You did not even cast a reel. So how do you expect to do that in a church building? It's about you being the church. That was 2011, and that was the day I committed. I was sold out. I was committed to cast a reel. On the way over here, I was praying for you guys, praying for your hearts to receive, and the word that I got was commitment. Some of us just need to make a commitment to the Lord that I will be faithful and I will start casting a reel here. You see, God's heart is not just about your position, but it's your posture while you're in your position. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. Everyone know the story of David in the Bible, right? First Samuel, second Samuel. I mean, it just, it just goes all the way on through kings. And the kings, when you, are, when you look at Samuel as a king versus Samuel as a shepherd boy, the Lord showed me the reason why, Jesse, that, uh, I'm sorry, not Samuel, David was king of Israel position is because he had a shepherd's heart and he shepherd with me posture. 
See, God will take you places. God will do that. He desires that for you, but he won't do it prematurely. He loves you that much. He loves you that much that he will make sure you walk with him. And it took me those four years where I didn't desire to work in a church. I just wanted to be with people. Uh, you think about, uh, is it Jezra or, yeah, Jabez's prayer. Expand my territory, he says. And for so long I thought about land. Expand my territory. I want something in Big Rapids now. I want something at Trevor City. Give me more land, God. But God is saying expand the territory of people's hearts who you can reach. See, one of the best postures you can have is wearing this backpack, wearing your personal backpack with your Bible in it, with your journal in it, with everything, because you got to keep being on the move for Christ. When Jesus walked this earth, he said, I, 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 foxes have holes and, you know, another animal has whatever. I can't remember right now. He goes, but the son of man, this ain't my home. I'm paraphrasing. This ain't my home. He was on a journey with the father and he kept moving. He didn't want to stay stagnant. He didn't want to camp out in a season. He wanted to keep moving to advance God's kingdom. Is anybody hearing me right now? I'm going to give you, I'm going to fire hose you guys some scripture really quick, okay? Fire hose some scripture. And I asked um, the guys in the back, can you just put it on one slide so you guys can write it down and look into it later. But let me fire hose some scriptures real quick, all right? Philippians uh, chapter 4 verse 1 says, stand firm in the Lord. 1 Corinthians 16, 13 says, stand firm in the faith. And it goes on to say, and act like men. I love that one. Philippians 1, 27 says, stand firm in one spirit. 1 Corinthians 15, 58 says, abound in the work of the Lord. Ephesians 6, 11 says, stand firm against the schemes of the devil. If you hear all those scriptures, there's many, many, many more. So many more scriptures that relate to how we need to stand in. But we cannot stand in if we don't walk with God. See, even our mind and our culture, sometimes conversations, listen, sometimes conversations we're in, we think about it and we, and, and we say, we're doing this for Jesus. We're doing this for the kingdom. But Jesus is saying, I don't want you to do it for me. I want you to do it with me. See, there's, there's a game changer right there. When you're for, it's like you're going ahead. But when you're with, you're following along with Christ. But we need to rally together. We need to posture ourselves and align ourselves with God. Uh, a personal story of mine, I've, I've been having an issue with the last, I think, 12 months now. Um, I've had it before. It's come and gone. It's pain in my body. And uh, I, I had this issue. And my hip, I've learned that my hip bone or my hip, I'm going to totally butcher this. But I went to somebody that um, is now someone that I look up to because he's helping me and healing my body. It's, it's Dr. BJ Stuckity. Thank you, man. He's here. Uh, and he's like, Jesse, I went not that long ago. I went to the office and he was helping me out, a chiropractor. And he says, Jesse, your hip bone is like, like this, like a socket. And then there's the, the leg bone. I'm going to mess up terminology. He says, and the reason why you have this pain across your, your thigh, because I was having this burning pain. He says it's because it's slightly twisted. He's all like, I can help you, and I'm going to line you up. So he did his alignment, and I kept going back to his office, and he would ask me, how you feeling? How you feeling? And I'm like, I feel better. It's awesome. Let's do it again. And he'd keep going. And every time I'd say, I, I feel better, he would still bring the alignment, no matter what. And I really thought about that, and I said, how many times do we say, we're good, but don't touch me, guys. How's your marriage? I'm good, but don't, don't touch me right now. And we kind of walk away from it. 
You see, what he was explaining to me in the office, what BJ was explaining was this. He's like, you got to keep going. You got to keep keeping that, that bone because it slightly wants to go back to the way it was. He goes, but I will, I will pop it right back in. And I love it because when I lay there and he pops the hip, I can hear the pop. He's like, there it is. And he just lets me go. And he's ready. And, and sometimes we need that around us. We need men to say, how is your marriage? How is your financial life? Are you being a good steward? And we need to allow them in. And maybe you are doing well. But let your brother rally around you and say, let's, let's check this together. Let's posture together because the Holy Spirit wants to do something in you. That's called accountability. So even if you're good, let your brother check you. Someone who is a godly person that fears God will pray and intercede with you, who will wake up at 2 in the morning to answer your phone call. See, that's posture. That's putting yourself in place for God to work with you. You guys still here? Are you guys still here? Man, time is flying. Okay, Joshua chapter 24, verse 23. This is really an anchor scripture that I wanted to use uh, in this message. And it says, and put away the foreign gods. And someone's like, ha, that's easy. I'm good. And sometimes we think about these statues and these idols. But really, foreign god is football. Foreign god is, could, could be fishing. I'm not saying it is, but it could be. Is our heart and our emotions attached to it? It could be maybe a hobby that you do or, or, or maybe your phone. <laughs> Did you know this morning I forgot my phone? I drove from Holland. I got into Zealand, and I was like, oh, my phone, I need it for work. And I was like, man, I'm going to be late, and I got to speak today. And I, I, all these things were running in my head, and I just turned around. I said, it's going to be okay. And I said, Lord, I never forget my phone. I never. Like I do this routine where I go, like, I hit my pockets, pocket, pocket, okay, wallet, keys, phone. I do that, and I walk out. And I did, I did that this morning. I hit, hit. Hit, and I left, and I walked, but didn't realize that I hit nothing. And I said, how could I forget? He says, because you're now not attached to it. It's not a part of you anymore because I just got back from letting it go. So now I'm like, oh, let me forget all the time. I'm ready for that. But anyways, what I'm saying is it's foreign gods. What is a foreign god? It's something that you're emotionally attached to. On Sunday morning, or Sunday, sorry, Sunday afternoon, I celebrated with my family. We went to Detroit, and we had such a great time, and I had an, uh, an opportunity to go to the Detroit Lions game. Wah, wah, right? <laughs> and when I went to the game, I literally told my kids and my wife, don't worry about the game. We're here for each other. That's what I said to them. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I just got back from this high, and I'm not going to allow the enemy to crash it down because I knew what was coming. First quarter comes, I'm like, everybody good? They're like, yeah, Dad, we're loving this. This is awesome. We just want to see one touchdown. And I'm like, buddy, how about we go do our own touchdown over there because we're probably not going to see it. Like, I'm not joking. I'm telling you the truth. Like, so it's mid-second quarter. I said, hey, guys, how about we explore Ford Field? Yes, all right, let's go to Ford. And we, Ford Field, and we walked around. It was a blast. We took pictures. We saw so many things. It was like a big museum for my kids. They've never been there. It was just amazing. Well, then we look at the, the TVs because they're out in the hallway, and it was fourth quarter, five or four minutes left. I'm like, hey, let's go finish the game. So I'm like, okay, we can do that. And God gave my kids the, the one touchdown that we got. He didn't give them the win, but he gave them the one touchdown. They thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah! Oh, we were cheering loud. And then we walked away, and the game was over. And I looked at my wife. I said, see how much, I said, kids, first of all, I said, kids, did you guys have fun? I'm like, we loved this at a Lions game. That's God. We loved this. 
And I looked at my wife. I said, did you see this? She's like, yeah. I go, you know why? I said, she said, why? I said, because we're not emotionally tied to the Detroit Lions. They don't conduct my emotions anymore. They don't tell me if I'm having a bad day or a good day. I used wisdom, and I said, I'm just not going to watch just because the the temptation's there. But I'm a man of God. I'm a son of the Father. I am a husband and a father. And I got people that I got to lead and teach the word of God. Why would I allow any type of foreign God to, to really make me feel a certain way and water down the word of God? Your wife needs you. Your children need you, but they don't need a part of you. They need all of you. Remember I said the word commitment? I had no idea where this was going, but I'm seeing it right now. Commitment is between you and the Heavenly Father so you can commit to your family. You can commit to your community. What is Reload about again? To equip men to change your world. That means if you want to make the change, keyword, if you want to make the change in your world, then you have to commit to the Father in all of his ways and say, I will not, I will put away all foreign gods. I will not submit to any foreign god. Let the Holy Spirit talk to you on that one. I'll finish the scripture. Then put away the foreign gods that are among you and incline your heart to the God of Israel. Incline your heart is a posture in your heart where you're in tune with the Holy Spirit and you're saying, it's me and you, God, because how many of you guys know we can turn a back on God in an area of our life? And God's saying, posture yourself. You look at that scripture in, in context, you'll see that Joshua was still leading uh, the people of Israel. And let me tell you something. Why was, why was God using Joshua at that moment to say these specific words to incline your heart to the God of Israel? Because at that moment, they weren't. They were, they were, their posture was away from God. Their back was to God and not towards God. See, Israel, the people of Israel, they knew who they were. They knew they were the chosen. They saw it. They heard the stories. They knew. They knew their status. I'm the son of God. I'm, I'm, I'm God's child. They know it, but their posture wasn't there, and therefore they missed it. What am I saying? Man, you can be on the right road going the wrong way. I live in Holland. There's a, there's a one-way street down the uh, downtown area, and it's so funny because there are times where people are coming on the road, and maybe they're not from the area, but they're going the wrong way, and everyone notices and stops. It's the people that are going the right way that, that there's a flow going, but this moment there's another way, everyone stops because everyone knows something could happen. Dangers around the corner. So it's like, hey, 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 they're whistling, turn around. Who are you allowing to be in your life where if you're on the right road but going the wrong way, they're whistling you down? Stop, stop, stop. Let's, let's, let's turn around. The Father's waiting for your return. I ca- talked about dark places, about, about, um, not necessarily your area being dark or, or, or maybe it's the people you're around. I've, I've heard multiple conversations of men saying, I'm just sick of my job. I'm sick of it. I, I, I don't want to work with these people. But you have to understand that it's a rescue mission that you're in. It's a rescue mission that God has for you. And maybe you were called to this dark area. But what needs to bring the light is through you, Jesus Christ, through you hitting those people. Now, maybe there's a disconnection, and that's why I think the men's reload is such a good, good place to be connected into. 
I only have a few minutes left, but I'm going to close it with this then. Commitment is moving in posture. Can you commit that to the Lord today? Bruce, do you have your acoustic, man? Can you play it? That would be great. Sorry, I know you're videoing me, man. I want to take a moment, and we're just going to posture before God. And I'm going to let the Spirit of God talk. I believe the best ministry we could possibly get is spirit to spirit, daddy to son. Will you guys posture with me? And then I'm going to encourage you on something. I'm going to encourage you, if there is something that you need to rally around a brother, your table, you're in that table for a reason. I don't think this was just a breakfast thing. I think this was a divine appointment where guys are here to help and walk with you. Maybe we don't have the answers, but we can search together. The Father says this, ask for my wisdom. I'm generous enough to give it to you. The Father says, if you ask, seek, or even knock, I'm there. You'll, you'll, you'll find. You'll find. And we know that knowledge-wise, but we haven't really encountered it heart-wise. And maybe this is a time where we're just going to knock on the door. So let's all stand up for just a moment. I got about two minutes left. Let's stand up for just a moment. I just asked Bruce to play something just for a little bit, just so to kind of get the atmosphere going. But let's just take a moment and let's ask the Father ourselves. You're the lead right now in your life. Ask Dad. Ask the Father. What is it that I need to do, God? Do I need to turn away from this foreign God? And then let the, let the Father do the rest. Let's take 30 seconds of quiet time while we're playing. First Samuel 16, 7, this is where David gets anointed king. The Bible says that God says man looks at the outward, but God looks at the heart. When you look at David in the field, he was postured. Even though when royalty was dangling over his whole entire family, he was postured in the pasture, leading some sheep, doing and developing with the Lord accepting that he is a child of God. Fame, royalty didn't move his, make a move from his posture. And because he was in that posture, the hand of God pointed him out and said, come forth, you're going to be anointed the next king of Israel. Position came because of a posture that David has had at that time. If you want to put posture yourself, you're saying, look, I'm just going to give a time for you guys right now. I, I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be there and I want to uh, commit to the Lord and have him develop a heart in me. I want to ask him to forgive me of my sins right now and have a clean slate. There's nothing you need to do. You just need to commit and give your heart to Christ. If that is you with all eyes closed on the count of three, I want you to shoot your hand up. One, two, three, shoot your hand up right now so we can see you. Amazing. I'm trusting that everybody's got it here then. Awesome. I think I see one in the back. Awesome. 
Let's pray this together. Father, thank you for your son, Jesus. Jesus, I'm sorry. Forgive me of my sins. Lord, restore me. Redeem me. I receive it now. Thank you for your mercy. This moment, I live for you. Devil, no. Jesus, yes. In Jesus' name we pray. And we all celebrate by saying amen and amen. Awesome. Thank you, fellas.